0: Acknowledgement: We live, breathe, work, play, dance, and sing on the traditional lands of the Stolo, Kwatlin, and Semiamu people, and we are grateful for this land. Bradley, would you come pray for me?
1: bridge finally caved into the culture and got a disco ball <laughs> i'm so proud of eden that this is way out of her normal um style thing and like that's one thing i meant on instagram when i said she still could surprise me so happy birthday she knows it's always dangerous for me to pray for because i have thrown something about her attitude i'll try not to today
0: <laughs> so i I don't want prayer for my birthday okay what do you want i,
1: I know i know now <laughs> yeah, so father in heaven we thank you for your son the lord jesus who uh when the cattle were lowing uh, the babe did in fact cry every time he had wet or poopy diapers every time he was hungry every time he was cold or hot and that he had a a good mom and uh and so we celebrate that the the um the incarnation is our reminder that however awkward or poopy or wet our life is it is also sacred and we bless you and we bless eden that the words of her mouth and the meditations of her heart would be um radiant like her shirt amen <laughs>
0: Sarah is going to introduce this because it's her sermon. That's really why I needed prayer. So it's the
2: meditations of my heart, really, rather than the meditations of your heart. Through that. Um, Well, anyway, this is I'm really, really sorry. I can't be there today. I mean, you don't want this. So you're welcome. Um, This is the last Sunday of our Advent series where we've been looking at Mary, Jesus and the meaning of Christmas. And alongside the usual Advent themes of hope, peace, joy, and love, we have somewhat mixed it up from the normal. I don't know if you've noticed this, uh, but we have. Um, Kathy talked about the sorrows of Mary from before Jesus's birth until after his death. Jeff took us on a little trip to Central America and the story of Mary from that culture. Eden talked about Mary as the first to give her yes. I loved that last week, that Mary was the first yes to Jesus and the first disciple, which is mind boggling. Really, if you think about it. Um, And here we are at Christmas Eve and it's my turn to tell the story. Shoot, although it would be if I weren't sick. So Eden, over to you. You get to tell the story and said, thank you very much, I owe you one. I'm pretty sure I
0: had a little spectacular uh, episode myself where you had to cover for me. So I think we'll call it even at this point. True. All right. Then. So I do feel um, honored that Sarah would trust me with her words. And I will keep to the script, although I'm already off. Um, but um, thank you, Sarah, for trusting me. They might not say it to our faces, although I have heard whispers about town, but there are people who think we have gone off the rails at this church. So let's lean a bit further into that today because I'm not going to tell the same old story we tell every year. I'm not going to tell the whole Mary and Joseph donkey ride to Bethlehem, innkeeper, shepherds, sheep, etc., it's a good story, but this year, we are telling another. The stories of Jesus are not isolated to our Protestant scriptures. There are apocryphal books that tell different stories and other faiths that faiths that tell stories about him too. We don't have the corner of the market on Jesus. He's much bigger than that. For God so loved the world, right? This story first appeared in a gospel called Pseudo-Matthew, which has a fascinating origin, which you can look up later, because we must get on with this story. This story happens following the birth of Jesus and the flight to Egypt. And it came to pass on the third day of their journey while they were walking, that the blessed Mary was fatigued by the excessive heat of the sun in the desert. And seeing a palm tree, she said to Joseph, let me rest a little under the shade of this tree. Joseph therefore made haste and led her to the palm and made her come down from her beast. So as an aside, this is where the idea of a donkey came from in the other story we we tell. And back to it. So Mary looked up into the palm tree and saw the fruit, which in that part of the world would be dates, not bananas. And she told Joseph she wished she could eat some of the fruit, but it was high up in the tree. So Joseph told her his biggest concern wasn't food, but rather, water because they were out of it and they needed water for themselves and the animals with them. So, while they were discussing among themselves, this crazy thing happens. Jesus talks. Then, the child Jesus, with a joyful countenance, reposing in the bosom of his mother, says to the palm, O oh tree, bend your branches and refresh my mother with your fruit. And immediately, at these words, the palm bent its top down to the very feet of the blessed Mary, and they gathered from it fruit, with which they were all refreshed. The tree stayed bent over, waiting for Jesus to tell it to rise again. And then Jesus said to it, Raise yourself, O palm tree, and be strong, and be the companion of many trees of my trees which are in the paradise of my father and open from your roots a vein of water which has been hid in the earth and let the wa- <clears throat> and let the waters flow so that we may be satisfied from you. And it rose up immediately and at its roots, there began to come forth a spring of water exceedingly clear and cool and sparkly and when they saw the spring of water, they rejoiced with great joy and were satisfied themselves and all of their cattle and their beasts, and they all gave thanks to God. In this story, Jesus is pretty verbose for a newborn or even a two-year-old, right? Is it true? Quoting, uh, yeah, Jeff, right. Um, and maybe someone else. Um, Is it true? Yes. There are beautiful things we can pull from this story. Did it happen? I mean, decide for yourself, but I would suggest maybe not. No myth is literally true. It is the nature of myth to point to a truth that limited words cannot embrace. That is what the biblical stories of Jesus' birth do, and that this is why we love them passionately and respect them so deeply. It's a quote from John Shelby Spong. While we are out here on the theological limbs, thank you, Sarah. Let's venture out a little further and read this story from the Quran. You may or may not know this, but uh, Sarah spent some of her teenage years in the Middle East, and is quite familiar with the stickiness of date palms. One year, her dad's boss, a Muslim, who had recently recently returned from the Hajj, sent for her a Christmas card via her dad, but not to her dad. Sarah's dad questioned Mr. Iqbal as to why he was sending her a card and he wasn't getting one for himself. And his boss responded, because she believes it. And I loved that. He had respect for Sarah as a believer in Jesus and honored what he saw in her in that season. The pilgrimage of the Hajj had changed him. He had met Allah on the path. Many Muslims follow the teachings of Jesus. For God so loved the whole world, right? So out here on our theological limb, let's tell a very similar story from the Quran. This version of the story sets it as a Mary is in the throes of childbirth. And the timing is different, but the elements are the same. Then she convinced him and withdrew, or then she conceived him and withdrew with him to a remote place. And the throes of childbirth drove her to the trunk of a palm tree. She said, Oh, would that I have died before this and had been a thing quite forgotten. So a voice came to her from beneath her. Grieve not. Surely thy Lord has provided a stream beneath thee. And shake towards thee the trunk of the palm tree. It will drop on thee fresh ripe dates. So eat and drink and cool the eye. Then if thou seest any mortal, say, Surely I avowed. A fast to the beneficent. He who wills goodness and mercy for all his creatures, so I will not speak to any man today. Jesus speaks to her from the womb. He tells her to shake the trunk of the tree and eat and drink. He provides for her in her need. He gives her what she needs to labor. It's quite amazing as a story. And then fast forward through the birth and let's dip back into the story we are more familiar with. The angels left and the shepherds took off running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the shepherds were impressed. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. The shepherds returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. Let me tell you what I love about these stories. Mary and the palm tree either happens as Mary is laboring before giving birth or as they are fleeing as refugees to Egypt. Either way, this is not a good moment. Here was a world, much like our world today, filled with violence and hatred, cruelty, And in their part of the world with no safe and sanitary sanitary place to bring a baby safely into it. But God is right there. If Christmas isn't about God with us, then it isn't about anything. God is the provider and boss of all creation. Jesus speaks to Mary to tell her how to get sustenance from the dates and water to drink. Jesus speaks to the tree to do the same. God cares for God's children with grace as sweet as sticky dates and refreshing as water from the base of a tree. Mary is not meek and mild, but strong and tenacious and brave. She carries Jesus on the journey to Bethlehem late into her pregnancy, and in the Quran's version, she labors with him, leaning on a palm tree. In the pseudo-Matthew version, she protects the child as they flee together as a family, and her obedience to the voice of God saves their lives with the provision of food and water. Let's pray and then sing together some more. May we learn strength from Mary and have the faith to cry out for help when we need it. May we listen to the quiet voice of love and grace that provides. May we love in fierce and tender ways, even in the middle of a world full of violence. And just like this story, which is set before and after your birth. May we find you wherever it may lead in the coming year. Amen. <clears throat> it's the mic. It makes me cry. So for 60 years, I thought my birthday was with Jesus. We were like co-joined with the same birthday because we always went Christmas Eve to sing together. And these songs were my birthday song. And I'm, I am just feel so connected. But I realized today, it takes a while, that it's all of our births today. It is God's intention when he was born to go all the way to the cross. And so it starts here. We are all born today and every year we celebrate it. And I think that's why we love the season and the songs and the celebrating so much. Thank you so much for coming and joining us today and celebrating singing so lovely and um, and uh, blessings on your Christmas on your families and on your new year.